Hey girl, welcome to the Reconstructed Woman podcast. I am your host, Claire Davey, and I am so excited that you are here. If you are a woman, wife, or mama looking for freedom in Christ, get ready. The mission of the Reconstructed Woman is to help women just like you release the pain of your past, rebuild your identity in Christ, and renew your mind in truth. Girl, I love truth. I love keeping it real, and you're going to get plenty of that here. I am so excited for what God is going to do through this mic and in your life. Hey, hey, welcome back. Today, we are talking about repentance. And I want you to know that repentance brings refreshment and revitalization and um, rejuvenation. And so it's funny to think um, that when I broke down at 27, I was so broken. And within three days, I was so alive and so free. And I really encountered this in my life and experienced this on such a real tangible level. I mean, I was completely transformed and changed. Now, I had to walk out a lot of growth and a lot of action and a lot of intentionality and healing still. But I was instantly revived. And so you can be instantly revived through repentance. And I believe that it's a spiritual discipline that, um, you know, maybe you haven't been taught correctly. I know for me, I was taught that you confess went salvation and then that's it. You don't confess after that. You don't have to. Everything's under the blood. Well, that's a lie. It's complete garbage. And it will get you nowhere. Um, It will get you nowhere spiritually. Because what happens when you're in a relationship and you do something wrong that offends the other person, the right thing to do is swallow your pride. See how the pride has to go before the repentance. If you listened to last week, if not, go back and listen to the episode on pride. Because what happens is you cannot admit with pride in the way. But when you hurt somebody in a relationship, you admit and acknowledge and you say sorry. And then you're brought closer together, right? And you know if, if you haven't done that, chances are that person resents you or maybe... Imagine your husband right now. Maybe you resent him because he has not taken responsibility, admitted, owned, acknowledged his wrongs. So it, it messes the relationship up. So how can you have a relationship with God if you're not in the consistent practice of repentance? Which repentance is turning back towards God instead of away from God and confessing your sin and acknowledging that you are wrong and that you want to be right with him and you want to be alive in him. And it's his kindness that brings us back to him because when we sin, we all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. But what sin does is bring shame in and shame once makes us hide 
and walk away and turn away from God. So we need to ask God to keep us and to preserve us and to bless us with his kindness so we are able to repent. I'm going to go ahead and read from chapter four, refresh your spirit. Transformation can't begin without repentance. We can't begin to process the sin that's been done to us until we confess our own sin and give it to God. This is precisely what happened to me on the day I broke. I bet you've been waiting for me to finish the rest of the story. The truth is that my transformation took years, 10 years, and I'm still transforming, by the way. And I infuse the story of my ongoing breakthroughs in each chapter of this book. In this chapter, I will share how the door of confession and repentance was the opening and beginning of the next 10 years of breakthrough and healing. When God walked into the room, his holiness struck me in a way I had never felt before. I immediately fell to the floor, recognizing that he could wipe me out in one breath. And yet I felt the warmth of his love. I immediately confessed to years of sin. God began to wash me and fill me with his spirit. It felt as if my entire heart and soul were being washed and cleansed by his love and forgiveness. The Bible says, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Acts 3.19. The beautiful thing about repentance is that it opens the door for God's spirit to flow freely through you. God can trust you with revelation and understanding that you wouldn't have been able to see before. It lifts the veil that is standing between you and God, allowing you to see with greater clarity. God's love showered me with kindness instead of consuming me with wrath. He embraced and wrapped me in his love mercy, and forgiveness, setting me free from my sins so I could begin the healing process. God put a new heart in me and took out the old. Something did die in me that day. God's kindness met my brokenness, but it needed to die. Pride, anger, resentment, rejection, and bitterness died. But Jesus gave me a new life and made me a new creation in my spirit. The Bible says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. We can't begin to ask God anything about what's been done to us until we settle the account of our own sin with him. When we face him on the day we leave this earth, I don't expect he will ask us about what was done to us. He is going to ask us what we did and if we know him. It's not that he doesn't care about what's been done to us. He cares deeply about us. But what's been done to us can't be used as an excuse to justify our sin. We were born with sin and there's no escaping it. It's in us and only God can rectify it. We are only accountable for ourselves. God sent his son Jesus to pay the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. And he doesn't take that lightly. God requires repentance as a prerequisite for salvation. It doesn't mean he can't or won't heal you without it. His love is always lingering above you, waiting for you to receive it. Repentance is a key component in having a lasting relationship with God. 
It's the turning of your heart back to him, the intentional turn away from sin and into his grace. It's in the intimate walk with Jesus that he will reconstruct you in the places only Jesus can. For years, I rejected God because of fear. I believed the lie that if he was a good God, he would have never let me be abused. God worked this lie out of my mind and replaced it with truth as I was honest and wrestled with him. I screamed, kicked, and even cussed at God. I yelled at him asking how he could allow abuse in my life. And when he answered, I laid on the floor in complete puddle of tears. As he began to speak his truth to me, God showed me his plan for humanity. He explained that through the fall of creation, we were born into sin, and it's a part of us. God taught me about free will. He explained that true love doesn't control. His desire was to create people in his image that would choose to love him back. But when people choose not to love God or follow his principles for a vibrant spiritual life with, uh, with repentance being the starting point, they can get lost and become darkened in their hearts. Evil can persist in the darkness where there is lack of light. God showed me that my abusers were filled with darkness in areas of their heart that they never allowed the Lord to turn into light. We can ask the Lord to turn our darkness into light through repentance, confession, and obedience. Psalm 18:28 says, "You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light." So, the reason I got emotional, I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that day in it. And it was it was actually years after I had my initial um, encounter with the Lord after the breakdown and the deliverance and all the things. It was it was years later when I was really um, walking out the reality of what happened to me, and a lot of anger was coming up and unbelief and that I didn't even know was there. And I think I talk about it in the episode on unbelief, but. Because I was willing to admit what God showed me, because I didn't even know it was there, but I made space to talk to God, and I made space to seek God, and in his kindness, and in his goodness, and in his mercy, and in his love, he showed me, you have unbelief in your heart. And I'm like, what? I've been baptized in the Spirit. I've been delivered of demonic spirits. I, I've been anointed. I'm in ministry already, like I'm serving you, God, I'm living for you. I'm not living in active sin. And I still had an area in my heart tucked away from 16 year old Claire. That was so angry. And I'm just blown away still. Like I get emotional because I think he's so good that he knew he wasn't offended and he's so big and he's so caring and he's so kind that he let me have a full on tantrum and just lose it on him emotionally and verbally. And then in that I was actually admitting my feelings and 
repenting. I was turning towards him and being honest. And I think that God respects that so much more than this religious, um, bogus, like act. He hates that you guys, that doesn't move his heart. No, 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 it doesn't. Cause you know who that reminds him of the Pharisees. It's a Pharisee spirit. It's a religious spirit that you can check the boxes and you can go to church and you can, you know, pretend. And, and a lot of you are doing it out of fear, fear that if, if you really told God what you felt, or if you really admitted it to yourself, what would happen? What would happen is that you'd be forgiven and you'd encounter freedom and you'd encounter, you would encounter a new layer of his love. So repentance is turning to God, admitting, acknowledging I'm in pain and I've put others in pain because of it. I've sinned. I'm wrong. And I'm also upset about X, Y, Z. Admitting, I know I'm not supposed to feel like this. I know this is a sin. I know this is disrespectful, but this is what where we're at, God. Um, and confessing our sins. Like, he knows everything. He will show you things about yourself and sins that you've committed that you don't even remember. And when he does, it's time to repent and turn and confess so he can heal you. The Bible says, confess your sins to one another so you may be healed. Confess to God so you may be healed. He already did everything on the cross and he wants to give it to you. He wants to give you forgiveness. He wants to give you grace. He wants to give you mercy, but he can't until you confess. It's a spiritual law. So it's not him sending you to hell. It's you choosing hell. It's you choosing the lack of light and presence of God. And when there is no light, there's darkness. So God's presence, if God took his presence away from this earth right now, it would be complete chaos. And it talks about that in the Bible, that he will when he takes us home. Okay? You need to admit, you need to acknowledge, you need to repent. And what will happen is you will be revived. He will breathe life into you. He will breathe mercy and grace and forgiveness and freedom and spiritual life where you'll feel new, you'll feel alive. It is a principle that I, a daily discipline, I mean, like weekly, like all the time. If I hurt my husband, I'm going to own it. Before I didn't because I was, you know, covered in pride. So we got to get delivered of the pride we got to keep a rhythm of repentance and that is the beginning of relationship this is like non-negotiables guys if you're with someone that can't do this you got to you got to leave 
Okay. It's a whole other thing. All right. So I want to pray for you. Father, I just, I thank you for your kindness that leads us to repentance. I thank you that we are fully known, fully seen, and still fully loved. That nothing that we could do could separate us from your love. That's amazing. God, I know that I have harmed and I have hurt, that I have murdered, that I have taken life. And you still have forgiven me. You still have given me life, God. You still gave me a million second chances. God, there's nothing that we can do that you won't forgive when we confess. So, Father, I pray that you break off shame, that you break off pride, and that you give these women or men, whoever are listening, a heart of repentance, that your kindness and your love and your mercy and your grace and your goodness would draw them into you, that they would feel safe enough with you to confess their sin to you so that they may be free, so that they may be restored, so that they may be healed, so that everything that you paid for, you can give them and that it wouldn't be a waste, God. I just ask that you cover them and coat them with your love, your love that casts out perfect, uh, your perfect love that casts out all fear. And so, Father, any fear that's lying to them, silence the fear in the name of Jesus and bring them into you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, ladies, I will see you next week. We are talking about, should have the the next one memorized. I don't. I'm trying to find the chapter. I think that it is shame. We're going to remove shame. And we will talk about that next week. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Reconstructed Woman podcast. To join the journey, head over to the reconstructedwoman.com. Here's to freedom. Freedom.